everyone welcome back to another episode of the teacher cast i hope everyone is settling back in well into school i'd say by the time this episode comes out we will be on the approach to midterm february midterm and um, so i just hope that 2022 is treating you well and um, everyone's settling back into school and getting back into the routine today i am joined by the lovely anya from miss dancing teacher off of instagram how are you today anya Thank you. I'm happy that it's Friday. Yeah, we're recording this on a Friday. Um, and have you any plans for the weekend or? I'm going to go to our favourite neck of the woods, Rohini area, and maybe take a walk down near St. Anne's Park and then down to Clunturf. So oh, it'll be a long walk. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I actually, I love the Red Stables there. Um, they do really good coffee and actually really good sandwiches as well. So if you are out in Rohini or Clunturf, you should visit the Red Stables. Um, but Anya, for people who've never met you before or who've never come across your Instagram page, which, by the way, is fantastic. I even love your elf on the shelf. Um, but you have a real passion for dancing, hence the name Miss Dancing Teacher. But for someone who has never come across your page, if you'd like to maybe introduce who you are. Yeah, well, my name is Anya. I'm a mainstream class teacher with first and second class. I'm very fortunate to be in a permanent position in my school. It's a Church of Ireland school, so it's small. It reminds me of a country school from back home. I'm originally from Dungarvan and Waterford, so I'm used to multi-grade. It's all I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and I just love the energy in a multi-grade classroom. You never sit down. You're always busy. You're always hopping around the place. Yeah. Um, I am an advocate for well-being, and I'm the well-being coordinator in my school, and I just feel like dance goes well with well-being yeah it so. goes hand in hand exactly yeah 100%. I actually it's funny you say that you love the multi-grade classroom because at the moment I'm in a third fourth uh, set position but one of the classes in the school is multi-grade so um it, it, it's daunting because I was like if you know if I was to you know get employment there would there always be a multi-grade class? Would I have the multi-grade class one year? Do you know, these are questions that go through my mind. So uh, the fact that you're passionate about a multi-grade classroom is, um, you know, it's quite reassuring to me. Absolutely. You will love it, Hayley. You're so energetic as well. And you'll just love the energy in that kind of an environment. Oh, yeah. I just, I can't imagine just teaching one class, to be honest. Really? Honestly. I love multi-grade it's great and as well like it just allows for like the older kids to maybe teach the younger kids and then the younger kids bring out the more innocent side to the older kids as well oh it's just fantastic I love it oh the best of both worlds exactly and so did you go like straight into studying to be a teacher straight after your leaving cert or how did you like what was your journey to get to you know your job in the role that you're in yeah so I always wanted to be a teacher forever since I was eight People would ask me, what do I want to be when I'm older? And I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. So I actually wanted to do arts after leaving CERT because I knew I'd never get the points for the teaching. They were sky high at the time. Um, So I wanted to do arts to then do a master's in primary school teaching. Um, Then in in UCC, where I did my arts degree, I was in the dance club, started organizing all the events and the promotions of the club. And I was like, oh, I wonder what event management and PR would actually be like. Went totally off track, totally off track, studied a master's in PR. Oh my God, I actually didn't know that. I thought you just had your arts behind you. 
no oh and all the, all the meanwhile I was teaching dance classes to children at the weekend because I was like wow. I really love children I love teaching I love dancing and then after I worked in the event industry for a little while I just remember one day it was mental I was working for a company a, a yachting company and we were organizing this event off in Monaco and oh my god <laughs> This is so oh, unexpected. I, I didn't realize this. Yeah, I know. I was due to go to Monaco and I just remember, I remember to this day, my aunt was over and my mom and my aunt were talking in the sitting room and I came up crying oh. and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I want to be a teacher. Like I'm yeah. teaching kids dancing at the weekends. Yeah. I, that's all I want to do. Yeah. And my mom, she's such a hero. She is an angel. She said, okay, so let's apply for colleges then. And I applied for Hibernia and was so lucky then to get to get in and to be subbing away during it and everything. But it was a long journey to the teaching uh, role that I want, but it was so worth it because like, as I say, like I can do the computer, I can do the website editing and all that for the school. I haven't actually done that, but (laughs) I can if they want me to. And then, do you know, like in PR, you have your relationship management, your reputation management. That's basically your dealings with all of the stakeholders of a school yeah totally yeah you know it all worked out well yeah it's definitely transferable but I think this is something that's really important for you know listeners to really understand like I've had you know um Miss Quinn's class Hayley she was a midwife before doing the masters um Mm -hmm. lots of my friends have had you know previous jobs I worked in the bank beforehand so it's really important um to note that people you know it, it it take not that it takes extra years but for I feel like when you go back you really appreciate the job a lot more because I know I've talked to teachers before and they're like you know I kind of would like to take and like the option there is for a career break but it, it you know it's quite a, a daunting thing but it's also like the unknown but I feel like I know the unknown if that makes sense absolutely yeah. oh you just and when you go about it this way I just feel like you look for, I know you're the same, you just look forward to work. You never yeah. dread going in. Okay, no. maybe you do after the, the holidays or something. When you're but tired. Like, you just yeah. look forward to seeing them and just seeing their little faces and hearing their stories and everything. Yeah, I think just think it's all so worth it. Totally. So you said there that you were, you're the wellbeing officer in the school. How, how is that going for you? And is that just since the 21-22 academic year or how long have you been responsible for wellbeing? No, so I started in my school last November. Okay. I was in another school the, the year before, just up yeah. the road. Um, but basically straight away, I said, listen, do you want me to do well-being activities with the school? And the principal said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So from the get-go, I was doing mindfulness activities in the weekly assembly. Mm-hmm. And then I, I discovered the amber flag, the Pieta. Yeah, the mental health, yeah. Exactly. So then last year, it was kind of during distance learning and then coming back to school, we had three main events for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was Inside Out Day and then one was um, just a fundraising day. And then Mm -hmm. another one was actually we did um, wear something that makes you happy day. So Yeah, it was lovely. I wear a Santa hat. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So now this year, my focus is we're going to do a well-being week to maintain the amber flag um, later in this term. So yeah I'm really enjoying it and the kids benefit from it so much it's Mm -hmm. just incredible so the amber flag then is both a staff and student approach it's not just the students aiming for the flag it's also the um teachers is it 
exactly it's everyone and then like maybe i'll bring in some chocolate treats for the staff room but i always say it's the chocolate fairy um just for the staff well-being as well i just think it's so important to maintain morale especially during these very trying times absolutely um i i completely agree i feel like you know your your workplace you spend so much time there it's really important that you know there is a sense of staff morale and there is a sense of you know a community that's there um but you also mentioned then that you you try to bring dance into into this kind of world of well-being and how the two worlds come together so so nicely and it's clear you have a passion for dancing in the classroom Anya maybe if you'd like to talk a bit about that yeah so I suppose I'll start from when I was three the, the, the young age of three and I started dancing my little my little dancing toes um, <laughs> at Irish dancing in San Francisco oh wow only dance class going and my mom was like right Irish dancing it is um it's just crazy to think in San Francisco all those years ago there was only Irish dance and now there's probably so much more there's probably so many more dance schools but anyway um moved to Ireland and again the only dance class going was Irish dance so again Irish dance until I was 13 and then more um, hip hop classes started coming about and stage schools and everything. Wasn't really into the stage schools, was more into okay. just dancing. I don't want to be just doing dancing for or fun. anything. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I did lots of dance classes from like all through school and then college and everything. And then um, my mom decided that I could be a Zumba instructor. She was like, You could be a Zumba instructor. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh, yeah, go for it. So I went to a Zumba class first to see if I actually liked Zumba and I loved it. And she said, right, well, let's go to Edinburgh. So um, Edinburgh in Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the time, there was no training um, sessions in Dublin, which they would have some on in Dublin, but there was none. So off we went to Edinburgh. And like had a great time. Just so when was this? Was this when you were in UCC? So, yeah, sorry. So this was in 2020, no, 2012. Okay. So I finished UCC. Yeah, because when I think back to like 2012, like I would have probably been still in secondary school. So I'm just thinking... I because it was a girl I went to school and she actually went and trained and did a certificate in Zumba classes but at the time it wasn't really a big a big thing I I know I'd gone to I went to the gym and they had a Zumba class and it was all it was just it was dancing and shaking and it was it was good fun um and you would it's proper cardio as well like you you get really exhausted um so then yeah so then you sorry I interrupted you there you're fine. So yeah, I suppose through UCC, I started getting confidence in my own teaching ability. So yeah. I started teaching dance classes to children at the weekends back wow. home. Um, I started in one venue and then another venue, 15 minutes out the road. Now, bear in mind, these are country places. Another yeah. venue, 15 minutes out the road, they're like, would you come here as well? <laughs> so I said, yeah. So I, I taught those um, children for years until Zumba. about, about what, um, 2018. Wow. So six years. Yeah. Before you and, started Hibernia, was it? Or was that as you were? It was before Hibernia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I did it all through Hibernia. Wow. And then by that point, I was also teaching my Zumba classes to women. Wow. Um, so you yeah. were like a full, like you were basically filling your time teaching Zumba. Basically. Yeah. And dance classes to children. Yeah. That's just exactly. brilliant. 
Wow. I loved it. Yeah. And I ha- absolutely loved it. And how did the children take to the Zumba? Was this something that they'd ever experienced before? Or was this a, a new thing for them? Um, so yeah, of course you have the one or two boys that are they're too cool for Zumba, they're too cool for dancing. Yeah. So I would naturally be a reasonable person if they don't want to do Zumba. I'm certainly not going to force them Mm -hmm. but it's so funny when you say yeah that's okay you can sit out but you know if you want to just get up at any point you can and it's just so funny when you see those little two boys who are maybe you know shuffling in their chair and then all of a sudden they're up they're dancing with us and (laughs) I just love that it always makes me smile when I see everyone dancing together moving synchrony it's just fabulous wow so Zumba then in school is that something that you teach to your class is that something that like maybe like I like is it a whole school thing where you know maybe you might take you know third and fourth class say I'm 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 just assuming that third and fourth are multi-grade as well but so would you take like third and fourth and then like say that teacher would do art with your class or like like are you do you know because you could do stuff like that yeah so the first year that I was there was my that was 2019 2020 and I was SET okay. between my current school and the school that I used to teach first wow. and second class in so as SET you kind of just have a lot of flexibility totally. so if I had some free time I'd pop into a teacher and say do you want to take a break and I'll do some dance with your class um so yeah it, when I was in SET it was much easier to teach the whole school I'd bop along and teach in half hour chunks or whatever yeah um, now um, it's much harder. However, we are looking into me stepping out of my class and another teacher stepping in yeah. while I can maybe teach dances to the other kids. We're looking into that. That's something we're we're delving into at the moment. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you've got these skills and talents in your school, I think it's really important that, you know, you know, children are open to the the expertise amongst the teachers you know some teachers can play instruments others can't you know and it's great for students to have such like diverse um teachers in their skill that have such different qualities exactly exactly 100 percent. so then on a day-to-day basis then in your classroom like how do you implement dance like do you do you do movement breaks with them is there any you know websites maybe that you'd recommend lots of movement breaks so even today I noticed that it was freezing in the classroom and I was like right everyone up we're doing the macarena they are currently yeah. obsessed with the macarena yeah I've <laughs> used that before and it really works well with infants too and they're like this and it's actually teaching them you know left like you know that what hands are what and what exactly. side of my body should you be like should you be moving <laughs> 100% spatial awareness exactly yeah now, I'm a bit miffed that they want to do the Macarena all the time I'm like what about all these dances that I yeah. that I have taught you <laughs> but yeah no we do a dance we usually do one before break when yeah. we come in from break then it's freezing it's Baltic yeah so we do another dance and then usually after lunch then as well we'll do a dance and if I see them getting just tired or zoned out at any point of the day I just say okay everyone shasky sue us let's let's go yeah and so like what dances do you do and like do you play music or is it something that they sing along to or how does this work um, <laughs> so yeah I get Spotify up Spotify is just so handy it because is youtube has the ads and everything Mm -hmm. um so spotify i have dances to so many different songs um which are on my instagram if people want to check them out but like just got paid and it's so cute when they sing along so i just choreograph dances myself in my head they just 
come to me maybe when I'm driving or whatever they just come to me at random times of the day and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah I could use that move here um so they do sing along and it's so cute when they sing along um but yeah yeah um it's basically just getting up and doing a dance to the song and if they want to sing along they can if they don't want to they don't have to fabulous Anya I love this so like do you have a playlist then that you have like for your classroom songs so that you have a kind of at the click of a button and is that playlist something that you would have like shared on your Instagram where people can go and check it out no Haley, but that's something that I should do thank you I'll get a pen now and some paper and I'll write that (laughs) down we have a positivity playlist all right but that's like where they all decide the songs that they want on a playlist that we play during art yeah. But that's a really good idea to to just put all the songs together. Yeah. Because well, I'm always searching. Well, definitely, if you do that and then you want to send me the link, I can actually put it in the, the bio of this uh, episode on Spotify. And you can go and check the link in the bio and we'll leave it there. And I'll also leave a link to your Instagram page too. So people can go and check that out and um, check out like how you choreograph and, and everything like that. Um. Also as well, I know now on Spotify, you're able to ask questions to the audience. So there was a question there, Anya, just before we recorded this episode. Um, I was like, oh, maybe we should ask, do you incorporate dance into the classroom? And maybe that's something that we can ask listeners, you know, and, and kind of hear back from that. Because I think, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, just turn on a dance. But like, think of the teacher that like would have been like one of those boys say or girls even that just don't want to get up and dance you know I actually I for some reason when you know when you go into your suggested on Instagram and like it's pages that you don't follow I always have like I don't know it's like these reels and it's nearly like they're like TikToks but on Instagram of like all these people dancing it's just something about the movement of everyone moving at the same time and do you ever see those synchronized dancing swimmers there in the Olympics Oh my God, like the the timing, like all of these skills, like would you agree that these fundamental skills that they need for movement are probably brought up from a small age learning these things or what? what's your take on that? Absolutely, do you know, and as well, it just helps their confidence, their self-esteem, everything. Yeah, absolutely. The younger you start them, I just think, yeah, the more that they will have grow a love for dance and also just be more aware of the different types of dance and yeah it it does develop their confidence I had a little girl it's amazing when you have first and second class and then I like I had first my second class I had them last year as first class and I did have a little girl who would say to her mom she loves dancing she she loves she loves me teaching them dance and everything she never danced she never she never danced with us and yeah. I was like, okay, that's really interesting that she was saying this to her mom, that she loves the dancing, but she, she would never, never take dance. part. Yeah. Never. So I always let her sit out again, just if she doesn't want to dance, there's no point in making her. And then it's this year that I'm really seeing her confidence grow. She's dancing, she's participating, she's smiling, she's really enjoying it. Aww. It's incredible. Yeah, totally. Her confidence totally growing. Completely. But- like so when you when you say that you're teaching them dance like is there specific like obviously you've got dances that are appropriate for the classroom but then obviously when you have the space outside or in your pee hall you'll have more space so like 
when you go like when you go down to the PE hall or go outside like do you bring a speaker with you is there like much equipment that you'd need to take and like what kind of dances would you do like I remember myself like I was like you know when I'm obviously I'm doing my masters at the minute and I was I was trying to think back to when I was in school like did I learn dance and actually we had an Irish dancing teacher that used to come in so like do you like the way they have people come into schools for the GAA and uh, yeah we had a, a teacher and she was she was so good actually when I think back to it and like I did Irish dancing myself um outside of school like just for fun it was it was nothing serious because I know these you know these sports and these um yeah like dancing can be taken really competitively um but literally this was just for fun but yeah like they're they're my memories of dance so like what kind of dances would you do would it be jazz hip-hop freestyle I'd love to hear more yeah, so we do a lot of hip hop. We do a lot of commercial. Uh, we do a lot of yeah. Zum- we would incorporate. I would incorporate a lot of zumba moves into mm-hmm. the routines. We do some jazz. We did a jazz routine at Christmas. Um, we we do Irish dancing. Um, Irish dancing now wouldn't be their forte, but they yeah. are. They're getting there. And yeah. um, we're coming up to March soon, so we'll be doing our Irish dancing. And um, actually, we were talking at the last staff meeting that. Um, I'm actually the only teacher in the school that knows how to Irish dance. Oh, <laughs> so really? I'm going to take, isn't that unusual? Yeah. So I'm going to take the, the, actually, I think, sorry, another teacher does know how to Irish dance, but she wouldn't feel comfortable teaching. Right. So I'm going to take my class at the junior end out to the yard and teach them a little one, two, three, and a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then someone might take my class so that I can take the senior end of the school out to the yard too. And you were asking, do I have a speaker? I have a massive speaker. That's about the size of me. You know that I'm I'm small. <laughs> the speaker is the size of me. It's really heavy and awkward and uncomfortable, but it's so yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. have such fun. <laughs> yeah, and so that's suitable then for outdoors as well, is it? Absolutely, yeah. So I should have mentioned as well with the dancing that I, I used to do kids party entertaining and okay. I could be plonked anywhere and I'd have the speaker with me and I could be outside, I could be in a conservatory, I could yes. be anywhere and the speaker is so handy. Well, that's really convenient because not every school, I, I, I think that's a piece of equipment we're investing in. I know like with COVID and everything, sometimes some PE halls aren't, aren't, aren't out, like they're out of bounds. Um, but in some schools in the PE halls, they do have like a projector. So like, you could always put up dances on say youtube like if you didn't feel comfortable to dance um and put them up and they follow along absolutely absolutely yeah have you ever used them yourself or do you just do the thing in real time yeah i just do it in real time we actually don't have a pe hall um okay. so if we're dancing in the classroom again space is limited i just get them to push their chairs in and to find space where they're not going to hit someone if their hand is out straight and yeah i just do it in real time but i have used youtube um the just dance or go noodle and where they follow along but i haven't used a projector or any well i haven't used like a big screen um in a hall or anything but yeah we would use excuse me um go noodle youtube and yeah and me <laughs> yeah I, I think that's great um it's great that your you know your school has you as a resource to use and it's great that you also enjoy it so you know it's two birds one stone um, exactly. but like at the on the other side of that there's also an appreciation for dance whether you don't want to dance or not you can also appreciate it and I don't know if you follow is it uh, is it Cordia they're the group of lads yes. from oh my god if, so is, is it Cordia 
gorgeous yeah and they're from Galway and oh my god like you you literally you're like I'm just gonna look at one or two of their videos you're literally like scrolling through all of them the timing the the background the scenery they're so um, talented they're so good and I think like even like for young males especially if they if they see that and think oh my god that's so cool like they're making a living from this you know it can really change the mindset and really change um you know their appreciation for dance well it's not silly you know it's actually it's actually can be something quite successful um is there any other kind of like videos or resources or types of dance um where people could learn more or do you think like something like a class project on different types of dance could be worthwhile to to grow their appreciation for dance or what do you think absolutely for an older class or even like you know the american football just showing them look there's a halftime show during the american football where there is a huge emphasis placed on dance or the world cup with you know that waka waka song do you know like everything music is it is it shakira it is Shakira. Yeah, waka waka a a. <laughs> and then what's the other one? The the haka as well is a dance. The haka, and then you can put that into Guelga and everything. Yeah, it's just a wonderful resource. Music in general. Yeah, totally. So the haka, I think you like I you can find it online on Guelga, but Twinkle I think has a great uh, resource for that because I actually did the haka with fourth class. Um, well, I did New Zealand as a theme on my first school placement. Um, so it is, it is a really handy one. You can actually get them to make their own hacker. It doesn't have to be like, it. I certainly wasn't doing like the real hacker. I didn't know yeah. it off by heart, but you can just improvise and have fun and make it up. And once the children are, you know, growing that appreciation for dance, I think that's, um, that's something really important. Um, is there anything else, Anya, there just about dancing in the classroom that you'd like to share or anything that we maybe haven't mentioned till we move on to the next part of our episode? Oh, yeah. Just if some teachers are uncomfortable to teach a dance lesson, yeah. like songs that have the instructions or set choreography like the Macarena mm. or the Chacha slide or Saturday night or electric slide. Those are so useful for any teacher as well to yeah. just teach a, a really fun dance lesson and it's a great skill to have for any future weddings that they go to <laughs> yeah totally actually um there was one there was one um i was subbing infants there this was the la- like this was last year and uh we were doing the follow the leader song it's on youtube and it's like follow leader 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 oh, yeah. and it's so good because it's like something like i love is it i love soca and they're like and then it's like callback as well and they're learning left and right so it's actually a nice stimulus if you were teaching you know uh what's the word directions like left mm-hmm. right left right and then yeah. Um, yeah a good stimulus you could just use that as your stimulus for the week that's your transition it's 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 great um but not to mention it's also really important that children get 60 need to get 60 minutes of rigorous exercise a day and for some students they might not have the space or the amenities or facilities or might not be part of any sporting teams um you know so giving them the opportunity to move in the room i think it's uh, so important and i'm sure you agree on yeah Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, so just uh, what would be your top three classroom tips? It doesn't have to be dance. Um, it doesn't have to be dance associated. It can be any of your classroom tips. It can be down to organisation. It might be even be going in early or looking at the weather forecast in advance because I know Anya loves to share on her Instagram stories because she goes in so early. Um, 
she's like oh you need to you, you can spend an extra few minutes in bed <laughs> you can spend an extra few minutes in bed because the car doesn't need to be defrosted so there you go <laughs> absolutely uh, I suppose my, my three would be to build relationships be consistent and praise so with building relationships I just feel it's so important to build those relationships with your students with your parents with staff everyone yeah and just when they come in in the morning just saying good morning good morning Lucy good morning John how, how are you today yeah or what color is your mood today this is one of my favorite questions to ask in the morning yeah. and then being consistent anything you do you just have to be consistent with any age group mm -hmm. and uh, children thrive on routine and consistency yeah and then praise who doesn't like praise yeah no that's actually <laughs> a really important thing like even if like you ask a question and they don't um know the answer like just to say well we're getting closer to what but not exactly what we're looking for but you know thanks for your suggestion or thanks for your contribution exactly and even like today they were a little bit hyper because it's friday and just saying oh Haley's looking at me oh Haley's doing the right thing or saying really quietly um if you're listening put your finger on your nose oh Oh, brilliant. Hades after putting her finger on her nose. Who else is going to put their finger on their nose? And they're all just looking for that phrase. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Um, in your classroom, Anya, what is a resource that you can't live without? Uh, this changes for me every year. Yeah. Um, the last two years is being class dojo. Um, my class are so competitive. Really? They're so competitive. Like one time, Haley, I told them to make a paper chain for Christmas. I gave them red and green card and said, make a paper chain. Yeah. Second class, but second class now that are so competitive. Yeah. They were there to the other pod, one pod. Oh, we're going to make a longer Christmas chain than you. And the other pod, no way. And all of a sudden, the Christmas chain, I posted it on Instagram, was, went from one side of the classroom <laughs> out the door. <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. I so ended up funny. having to cut them all up then for Christmas to send them home. But um, for Class Dojo, sorry, they, yeah. they just love getting the certificate at the end of the week. Whoever gets the most points, they get a student of the week um, certificate. And then even Aww. just the ding, the ding of the points is so satisfying. And once they hear one person getting a point, they're like, she's getting that point. And yeah. they're, they're all then doing the right thing and everyone's on task all of a sudden. So that, that's what's getting me through this year. Oh, that's brilliant. And, you know... I feel like everyone used Class Dojo um, and then it kind of stopped. But it's great to hear people still use it. I've, I've been in a few classrooms um, where they use it. But I actually, I always forget it's there. And is Class Dojo free or something you have to, you have to pay for? It's free, completely free. And another thing with Class Dojo is that you can put the children in their pods into groups. So oh. Kira's classroom, she has the VIP baskets or boxes. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, whoever has the most points at the end of the week, they also are the VIP, the very important pod, and then they get the box the next week. That's so good. Yeah, actually, I, I do remember that you're able to group them because I was subbing in a class. I was there for like maybe three days and yeah, like that they loved getting... Um, getting a class do or getting a dojo. And um, they I used to invite them up to the board to, to put it on themselves. Is that what you do? I don't. I should though. They yeah. would love that. Yeah, if it's touch screen. It's away from today. <laughs> yeah, but that, again, like that's adding to movement in the classroom too, and it's not just sitting down all day, um, which is really important. They would love that. They'd be like, "Oh, I can give myself a point." Yeah, yeah. I must do that. 
Yeah, definitely. Because like, even if you gave back work, you can always mark their work and put plus one on the dojo and they come up and okay, everyone who got a plus one on this pod, you can come up, do you know? Um, but yeah, so your funniest teaching moment, I'm sure you have plenty, but is there any that shines out to you? It's so hard to pick one, but one was last year. They were all working really quietly, all on task, very focused. And a boy in my class out of nowhere, he's in my second class this year now, Yeah. out of nowhere, he said, did somebody say, and the whole class joined in with, just eat. <laughs> I love that. I love when, <laughs> like, it's like the class are chatting and then they hear the one thing and then everyone just, like, stops. Oh, it was so funny. And then another time, um, my class a few years ago, we were organizing a teddy bear con- convention um, oh. using my master's in PR and new media. Um, <laughs> so I was teaching them how to organize, market and manage an event. I had children who interviewed for the role of project manager. Yeah. In which they had to be grilled on their experience to date, you know, Yeah. and how they would contribute to the event. And it was so funny. I hired a pro- project manager who then interviewed the rest of the class uh, with me for other positions. Yeah. So funny. Uh, we had to make sure that uh, there was a position for everyone. Mm-hmm. And my project manager, anyway, we interviewed a child that she kind of clashed with. Um, but I had to really fight a laugh when my project manager turned to me after the interview and said, she did a really good interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Long, and then oh, she was. She had to give her the credit. It was so funny. The whole the whole process of it was just hilarious. Oh, that's really good. That's good that they're you know noting what a good interview is and what it should be. You know, they're all per- interpersonal skills, which is really important. Actually, just today I was playing in. Do you know the the game Thirty Seconds? Yeah. And I had I had a group out for social skills. And anyway, you know, the way you have the five words on the card and you have to explain what they are without actually saying what the word is. And oh, one of the children said, um, the thing that's below your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And, and you know, like, because you, you can't help because the other person has to guess. Yeah. Um, and they were, oh, it was just so funny. Like the word was chin, like your chin. But it was like the thing yeah. below your mouth. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, Is there any quote that you live by, Anya? Anything to do with kindness. Um, One I grew up with is, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And then since that 2015 version of Cinderella, I I love have courage and be kind. Um, Being kind doesn't mean allowing yourself to be walked over um, and then having the courage to stand up for yourself and having the courage to go for something you believe in. Um, yeah. I just think that have courage can encapsulate encapsulate so much. Yeah. And then, of course, to be kind. Be Aww. kind to others and be kind to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're great quotes. Anya, is there anything that you'd like to ask me before we finish? Yes, I have a fun one. Okay, go um, ahead. I'm nervous because I never know what these are. <laughs> if you were to choreograph a dance to any song for a class of your choice, what would it be? And why? Oh my god, I have no idea. I know that's a hard one. It'd probably be a Justin Bieber song. Oh yeah, because do you know during the lockdown, myself and my friend, we we did like this um we did this challenge basically where you have to add a song on to a playlist on Spotify because you can make um kind of like joint playlists, and one of the prompts was a song that you can't that you always dance to. And one of them was Justin Bieber, Sorry. Love it. So 
like when you're you know when you're out and you hear that song come on and you just want to get on your feet and dance absolutely so I don't know maybe that it would yeah probably a Justin Bieber song um and I'd probably have no regrets (laughs) love it yeah I do I do love him so um but yeah I just think maybe one of his dances would would be really child-friendly and fun um but yeah I think Justin Bieber has a good beat as well and Sari has a great beat yeah totally um but yeah that's that's basically it Anya is there anything else you'd like to add and maybe if you want to share where listeners can find you and we can wrap up this episode but I just want to say thanks so much Anya for all your contribution to this episode and shining a light on dance because I don't think it's something that's talked about quite a lot online you see a lot about literacy and other areas um but I think dance is something that's really important and I think you know when they do revise curriculums I think dance will be uh one that's really really important so yeah. I hope so. I, I'm glad that you're acknowledging the importance of dance and movement in the classroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just find me on Miss Dancing Teacher on Instagram. And I look forward to chatting with you there. If anyone has any questions, just pop me a DM and I'm always happy to answer. Thanks so much, Anya. Thanks for having me. It's lovely. <laughs> Thank you.